Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 886. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Yismach at Take10FortTorah.org. So this Saturday night, we're going to begin, at least Ashkenazim are going to begin, Slichot, saying these uh, supplications early in the morning uh, for the duration of the Aserasi Mechuvah. We start before Rosh Hashanah. Some understand that we're supposed to start on Chaf Hei Elul, the beginning, the actual creation of the world, as opposed to Rosh Hashanah, which is really the anniversary of creation of man. So we start at least uh, five days before. And uh, some understand that we do it on Saturday night, or at least Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, so that it's the same time every year. But in any event, the Slichos begins, and I wanted to try to discuss what they are all about. So we know that the slicho could be very difficult. The words are very hard. Um, there are different paitanim, composers of these paragraphs, who are really very good at their job. And because they were so good at their job, the words, uh, the poetry, is sometimes very difficult for us to understand. We, who are not necessarily steeped in the language as well, and also, when they borrow references from Tanakh, we might not be as familiar with them. There's a basic structure to Slichos, you have uh, beginning with Ashrei, there's Lecha Hashem Hatztaka, then there's the Kelmelech and the Yud Gimel Midos, which we'll get back to in a moment, and then there are Piyutim, and other Piyutim followed by Kelmelech, and we keep coming back to this um, Kelmelech and the 13 Midos, right? It, it repeats again and again and again, almost as if the Piyutim, these little paragraphs, uh, which of course have different names. You'll see in the in the Machzor, you'll see in the Slicha book. There's Slicha, there's Psicha, there's Pismon, there's Shnia, there's Slishia, there's Shalmonis. There's a bunch of different names for these types of things, dependent on their structure or dependent on their place in the context of Slichos. But what's obviously happening is that each time we're attempting to almost if it makes sense, find another excuse to say the Yud Gimel Midos. So it's important to understand what the Yud Gimel Midos are about because it seems that everything is surrounding those Yud Gimel Midos, the 13 attributes. So it comes from, really to, to begin at uh, what I think is the very beginning, it comes from a different Gemara. You know, when we talk about God, I want to just point out the difference between talking about God and the things that he does and just ascribing names to God and ascribing actions to God and uh, different types of praises. So it's more in Brachos that refers to the following uh, person who is somebody who was davening before Rabbi Hanina. He said, when he davened, he had a whole list of praises. He said, those sound familiar, those we have in Shemona Yisrael. But then he kept going. He said, He said all of these different phrases of praise to God. So he was in front of Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina waits till he's finished. And he says, Have you finished everything? I mean, if you're going to use you know, all of these different honorifics and all of these different adjectives to describe God. Are you done? Lamale kuli hai, why'd you do all this? So he says, Anan hai hani baoraisa. He said these three of Akelagadahagibar, those three, it says in Navi, those we use, the Knesagadola reaffirmed that they should be in the Tfilah, but if we would not have been taught those three specifically, we would never 
use any honorifics. We would never use any adjectives, I should say. And the reason we wouldn't use any adjectives is because adjectives are just really lacking, inherently lacking, not only in quantity, but in quality. The Gemara goes on to say, it's as if you go to praise a king uh, and that he has so much kesef, he has a lot of silver, when really the person is somebody who has elef alafim dinrei zahav. Not only are you missing it in quantity, but you're also missing it in quality. How so? You know, uh, like I always say in describing this, if you say Michael Jordan has an amazing jump shot, and you use the word amazing to describe that, and then you use the word uh, amazing to describe, you know, uh, Yankel's jump shot, it, it kind of tells you something about the word amazing. The word amazing doesn't really mean anything. So to, just to use adjectives without any sort of uh, basis or anchor to some sort of, sort of objective uh, understanding of what the word means is a, is a useless exercise. And so that's what the Gemara says. We don't use adjectives. And so what do we use? We use uh, descriptions. And so our Avos section of Shemona Esrei, which deals with praise, praise which I believe it's really more for us to put ourselves into the mood of davening than it is for God. God doesn't need to hear this stuff. But what do we focus on? We focus on these different things. So mechnoflim, rafeicholim, matirasurim. These are actions. These are things that God does. These are not adjectives, just awesome and amazing and super duper and exciting. And, and those are not going to do it for us because those words are inherently lacking. Understanding that, so we come to a section of the Torah where Moshe Ravenu goes up to get the second luchos. He's achieved the tshuva for the sin of the Egel Hazar for the golden calf. And he comes up to get the luchos. And the first thing that Hashem teaches him is, Vayered Hashem Ba'anon. God descends in a mountain. He stands there. He calls out in the name of Hashem. This is all very difficult to understand. It's all very esoteric. And Vayavar Hashem Vayikra. And God passes before him, and he calls out, Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum V'chanun, Erech HaPayim Rav Chesed V'emes, Rotor Chesed Lo Alafim, Nosei Avon V'fesha V'chatoa V'nakei. He says all of these descriptives, again, not adjectives, but descriptives of himself. God uses all of these descriptives to describe himself. Okay, so these descriptives are, I don't know, it's unclear. It's as if he's making an introduction to Moshe, telling him all of these different things. And so, the Gemara says something fascinating. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah tells us, Would it not be that the Torah says what it says, we would never have been able to suggest this. Because this teaches us, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Vayavar, he, he passed by Moshe, he was Nisatef, he wrapped himself in a talus, like a chazan, almost as if to display and to show how this should be done. The Herolol Moshe, he showed Moshe, Seder Tfila. he showed him the order of Tfila. Amor lo, kol zman she Yisrael chotin, yasu lefonai keseder hazeh va'ani lohem. Anytime the Jews sin, they should follow this seder, they should follow this, they should say this list and sequence of names or of attributes of God. Again, they're not names, objective names, they're, they're descriptives of behavior. And if you go and call out these descriptives of behavior, ani lahem, I will be mochel them, I will forgive them. There's a very similar medrash, the medrash in regard to David and Melech and Tanadvelio, Zuta, it says... 
Yancha Hashem Biyom Tzara, this is from Tehillim Chaf, we say this every single day. Yancha Hashem Biyom Tzara, God will answer us, Hashem should answer us on our day of difficulty. When David HaMelech understood that one day the Beis HaMikdash, which would be built, would also be destroyed, and there would be no more Karbanos, due to the sins and the mistakes of the Jewish people, and David was worried. He said, what, what merit will we have? What, what tool will we have with which to achieve tshuva? What will be the special thing that we do in order to regain our relationship? How will we turn back in towards God? Without the Karbanos, what will be the atonement? The Karbanos taught us great lessons. The Karbanos inspired us. The Karbanos would, would teach us a lesson about what we ought to be doing and where we ought to be. What would replace that? In the Medrash accounts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to David, When bad things happen to the Jewish people, through their sins, things that they had done wrong. So, they should stand together, and come to grips, do vidui, come to grips with the avon, uh, the sin that they had done. And they should say before me this seder, this order of forgiveness. And I will answer them. What, what's this going to be? So, Gila Osana Kadosh Baruch Hu Zos, I'm Rabbi Yochanan Kadosh Baruch Hu, Gila Zos, Rabbi Yochanan's statement from Rosh Hashanah, Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, that's Vayav Hashem Alpanav. This is the sequence. This is the sequence of God's descriptives that we use. These are not adjectives, or, or they're not uh, just there to describe how amazing God is. They are there to describe the things God does vis-a-vis tshuva. And we're going to talk about this next to understand exactly what these 13 attributes are. But in short, remember, this is the formula that replaces karbanos. This is the formula that we need to tap into to touch us, to understand God's sense of tshuva. Not just names, but the things that God does for us when we approach Him with our mistakes, our dirty laundry that needs to be washed. This is a phrase that hopefully will wash them and bring us kapara atonement and all good things.